I have a couple sex toys that are mind-blowing. It's just a whole new way to look at your future, no matter how old you are. I want something sexy. That's L-I-Q-U-O-R. Don't get it twisted. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Kitty Liquor. That's L-I-Q-U-O-R. Don't get it twisted. I'm your host, Cat Wonders, and this is episode 115. Woo! 115. Um, I am sporting some fancy sleeves. I actually have had this top in my Sugar Thrills closet for a long time, and I was like, oh, what do I want to wear? I did my hair before I chose my outfit, and then I thought, I kind of want like a blush pink top. I pulled this out. The tag's still on. I've never worn it. I mean, I shouldn't say it's that shocking because most of my Sugar Thrills tops, I shouldn't say most, maybe a quarter still have tags on them. <laughs> but I was like, I haven't worn this yet. Like, look at this thing. It's the sleeves are what always excite me or a good collar. But this is very <laughs> um, boobalicious, very peasant girl meets S&M. <laughs> If you're listening to this podcast, you're going to be very curious. Go check it out on YouTube. Um, but this just happened to match color-wise. And I just put flowers. I don't know what this is. It's not really Christmassy, but this drink is going to be <laughs> that I'm about to concoct. Now, this, I had great plans for this cocktail. Um, but plans have changed, as sometimes they do. But I will show you. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? So I saw this TikTok or this reel um, and I get a lot of cocktail reels just because I click on them a lot. I guess my algorithm um, just knows that's what I like. And there was this one video of a cocktail that was basically a, a sprig of rosemary in a piece of ice on the bottom of a glass. So it looked like a Christmas tree. And I was like, wow, I got to figure this out. So last night I thought ahead and I put a sprig of rosemary upside down. So it kind of looked like little kind of Christmas tree foliage uh, and put it in some water, put it in the freezer. And somehow <laughs> I woke up <laughs> to it looking like this. <laughs> so really... It kind of is representative of like an actual Christmas tree, but after it's used after Christmas. <laughs> this is a January Christmas tree. Just chilling on the snowbank, you know? Um, so many years I had real Christmas trees. Love the smell. Don't love anything else about it though. So because I live in the mountains, I would go, like for the first few years I started to cut my own tree down from the forest. But as you probably know, Christmas trees are pruned on a farm. So like the ones that you buy uh, from the store are pruned and lush and full. And so I just thought that's how trees grew, <laughs> but that's not true. And then there are like different types of trees that grow like pine trees, which have extra long needles and they're extra spindly. Then there's I guess, uh, spruce, which have really, really pointy prickly needles. Then there's fir, which is kind of ideal. But, um, so the first couple of years, I kind of had Charlie Brown Christmas trees <laughs> because I was just cutting them down on my property. Uh, and then I graduated to store-bought Christmas trees and um, beautiful, lovely. The odd time you'll open one and like one half is missing, but you're like, oh, this poor tree, I can't chuck it. It's gotta be the one. <laughs> so, so anyway, uh, not a big deal. And then after having a couple, um, situations where my small town didn't get Christmas trees, I was like, I'm going to get a fake tree, but I got a big fake tree. I got a big nine and a half foot fake tree from Balsam Hill pre-lit. And this is the tree that I'm using now. Um, anyway, 
so my long story short, I don't throw my Christmas tree away anymore, but this is pretty much what it would look like when I did. So this is going to be called Apre Christmas. <laughs> and I pray this is going to be a good drink. Oh, sorry. And if you're new here, I'm cheesy and very, um, I laugh at my own jokes sometimes before I can even get them out. So I can never be a comedian, but, um, so my idea is I actually have like a beautiful blue drink downstairs, but it's kind of opaque. And because I want you guys to see the dead Christmas tree, I, was the, <laughs> I thought that I would go for a very clear beverage, um, but throw a little bit of this Empress gin. That's this beautiful royal blue color, it will turn purple, I think, when it comes in contact with any type of acidity or alcohol. So it'll be kind of like an evening after you've thrown the Christmas tree out. So we're going to just experiment. And you know what's lovely about this idea is when it does work properly, <laughs> um, the ice that holds the tree is also the ice cube. Of course, this is obvious, but I just thought the genius of this was incredible. Now, because this is also kind of a snow globe shape, I want to keep with blue and white. I've got some white sprinkles. I don't know if these are going to float. I'm assuming they are. Or if they're going to bounce around because I've got some artisanal tonic. And um, I'm very excited about this because look how festive it looks. It's got some berries with sprigs, but tonic, I guess, is kind of... Is it like juniper? I don't know, but it's artisanal. What does that mean? Probably that it tastes stronger and worse, but <laughs> we're just going to go for it. And then I'm also going to add some edible glitter or edible shimmer dust into our cocktail. So I hope it's going to look magical, but I have to work fast because this is going to melt and ruin the whole plan. So <laughs> here we go. I'm not going to use a shaker because what am I eating? Oh yeah. The jigger. I asked you guys, I was like, what is this thing called? Ready? It's actually do 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 do, which means do. <laughs> Try to make harmony. I could do harmony. Watch. Ready? What about harmony for this one? <laughs> if my voice was as delicate and lovely as a chiming bell, then it would have sounded right. Anyway, okay, I've also got a straw. Nope, nothing broke. <laughs> have you ever made food or a dish or a drink and a piece of glass like fly somewhere and you're like you have to throw everything away i made a bean salad one time and my bean salads are chock full of everything you can imagine that would taste good together i learned actually to not put in tomatoes in my bean salad because like the bean salad that i make lasts for days it's always better on like day four <laughs> but tomatoes get soggy and then i had somebody say to me just put in like the, the cherry tomatoes, but keep them whole. I was like, because I like the flavor of the tomato in there. Like the acidity is nice, but it always went. And they're like, just don't cut them. Like just put them. I was like, amazing. Okay. So <laughs> I'm going to do a shot of this Empress Gin, which is Canadian. And I have this. I haven't really whipped this out. It looks like I've got, had a little bit of this, but I had to let a few friends of mine taste this because this is like whipping cream in alcohol version it is so vanilla and so smooth that it's really quite unique i've never tasted anything quite like it so if you're making like a like a sweet cocktail even to give like a shot of this in with your baileys or something like it just is so very sippable very dangerous i believe it's 30 percent. okay so um i'm gonna do some of the gin and then some of this which is a vodka base Pinnacle whipped creme brulee. Oh. In fact, you could do a creme brulee cocktail because I am a creme brulee lover. I wonder if you could do like 
an actual caramelized hard top on a cocktail that you have to break through to drink it, you must be able to. <gasps> That's a good idea. Tell me if it's been done, if you can find it online. If not, I'm going to try it. Because <laughs> I hate when I like come up with an idea and I'm like, wow, this is the best. And then somebody's like, it's been done. I'm like, frick. But I feel like at this point in time, with all the internet and knowledge and TikToks and Instagram, like everybody's already thought of everything. Not necessarily, because 10 years from now, I'd be like, I should have invested in that. Like if I just would have known. <laughs> anyway, okay, so let's start with this. We're gonna do a shot of this beautifulness. Not quite full, I think it's 45 full. So this is, like I said, the whipped creme brulee. Does it say, it say creme brulee? No, it doesn't. It says whipped cream flavored beverage. It says creme frotte. Anyway, to me, creme brulee, I'm not gonna change. Another thing is I also brought up some cranberries, um, which I don't believe, that was actually not safe to do. Sometimes liquid comes out of this little baby spout here. So see how this is like, there's like a little, it's, it's to allow air in. Anyway, I'm sure you understand, but sometimes it comes out there too. And I kind of took a risk with, I risked my top. So we have a very frosty, chilly evening. And I'm not gonna add anything else because the, the whipped liqueur um, is very sweet. And the gin, I could just sip gin all day, so it doesn't really matter. I'm gonna add this. Oh, see the color change. So we're kind of getting like a dawn, like dusk type look here. Sorry about my ring light <laughs> causing a disturbance with what you can see here. But as you can see, it is looking very beautiful. And if I received a drink like this, to be honest, if I actually received a drink like this where it was on the side, I'd be like, wow, how artistic. So it really is the perception of who you're serving it to. I find a lot of times I'm apologetic for something that I don't need to apologize for because in my mind, I thought it should be a certain way but people don't really care that much. So now the ice cube has released. Oh my gosh, it's kind of like a little iceberg. Could you imagine? Oh my goodness. I need like a little polar bear to put on there, but that's kind of sad because it is a floating iceberg. Um, so now that this is released, <laughs> I'm going to try to add some of these sprinkles. Tell me right now in the comments down below, do you think these will float or sink? I think they're gonna float. Oh, I was wrong. Those puppies sunk right down to the bottom. Oh, and they're making... Mm. Whoa. Okay, this, <laughs> I was unsure of how the tonic and the whipped, the pinnacle, um, what do we, yeah. The cream flavored liqueur would go together almost in the same way like putting like a lemon in milk. It's like, it doesn't kind of mix, but this is unbelievable. Okay, so some of the sprinkles, you know what's funny? So I didn't add any of this shimmer dust, but because these sprinkles are covered in, I guess its own little version of shimmer dust, um, it's making it like I did put it in there, but I didn't. So honestly, okay, so the only reason why these sprinkles wouldn't work in an actual cocktail is people don't know that they're sitting on the bottom. If they were floating around, I wonder if I soak them in water a bit first, but then they're gonna maybe getting more dense. I'm not sure. Um, but it definitely is giving a little snow effect. 
if you can see. Um, I think it's a win. <laughs> it's definitely not blue anymore, as you can see. It goes from this color to this color, um, but it's clever. And I do enjoy the little kind of iceberg at the beginning. Not the iceberg, but the, the little icy little snowbank. I believe if you were to serve a cocktail to anybody in this vessel, you'd have to give it to them without the liquid in the glass first. So you want them to see, and it would be fun, like present them with a little glass with the snowy bottom and the tree, and then they pour the liquid in themselves. So you pre-mix that. Maybe you could do like a triple thing where you have, you present the glass, you give them a little vessel to pour in the liquid, and then you get them to put the snow in so they know it's in there. And then, oh, I think that's a fun idea. So this was like, supposed to be my blue cocktail. So last week uh, I did the, I think I used the same glass, <laughs> but it was with the rosemary and uh, what was it again? I can't remember. But then I have like a blue version that I have a creamy cocktail that I wanna make. And anyway, we're just having fun. I, I don't know what the hell I'm doing, but I just, <laughs> you can spit the snow back down the straw. But yeah, these, these dragees, these sugar pearls are coated obviously in the same thing that I put into the cocktail to make it shimmery. Um, I wouldn't necessarily, I'd probably, so the gin is great, but if you want it more blue, I would use like a blue curacao, something with a little bit more blue tint, or you could make like a simple syrup with a bit of blue food coloring in there and kind of use that. I wouldn't use simple syrup necessarily with this whipped cream flavored vodka beverage. <laughs> um, anyway, but this works really well excuse me, all the flavors work really well and it's fun. <laughs> and I find, why am I just doing these fun cocktails on the holidays, right? Like Halloween, Christmas, I did some fall stuff, but my goodness, I better, I don't think I've ever had the hiccups on this podcast, but could you imagine if I was like trying to still talk to you guys and hiccuping half the time? Um, okay. So that was fun. Um, it is raining cats and dogs outside. Uh, and in fact, it's raining about halfway up the mountain too. So sometimes when it's raining down below here, I'm not even at the bottom of the valley, but when it's raining, a lot of times it's snowing up top. It's not snowing. It's raining. And I think it's like plus six. Um, this is really bad, not just for, not just for the fact that I can't ski or do anything like that, or anybody can, um, but it's creating a really bad base layer for skiers, backcountry skiers, sledders, um, sledding meaning snowmobiling. Um, it makes a, it quite unsafe. So I'm really hoping we're not going to get a really bad avalanche year because certain years it's like you can't go anywhere because the snow will release like that. I've been snowmobiling in the backcountry where all I hear all around me is so sorry to be like dramatic about it, but uh, it's not cool and way, the way that like if I'm in my house because I'm surrounded by mountains like 360 you'll hear an avalanche break and it's like almost like a distant gunshot it's like and then you'll hear a gradual like that's the avalanche falling so you hear the break and it's almost like if you've ever skated on ice that's been making funny noises and you hear like a sudden like pop same kind of thing happens in the mountains but it's like more intense and uh not 
Not a great feeling, especially when you're on a sled up in the high country and you've sled it in like two hours and it's beautiful and bluebird and great and everything is like, life is amazing and like as if it's almost like, it's almost equivalent to like scuba diving and having endless supply, like an endless supply of air and you could just keep exploring more and more and more. It's kind of the only other time it, I felt like that besides snowmobiling in the high country because it's like there's nobody there and it's just a like a fluffy cloud and you could just kind of go anywhere smartly you know like they're around where I live there's lots of like well-known trails and stuff like safe areas to go but when it's when it's like 18 feet of powder up there <laughs> and it's not like what you think where you'd like jump off and then just fall straight down to the bottom um it's amazing and of course things can go wrong in the same way that things can go wrong in the highway or anywhere else but it's like the same kind of feeling and uh but I just I'll never forget one time being up there and I think it was the first time I was on my own sled so like I'd gone a couple times with friends and like been on the back and then it was just one of those years where people were setting off this or that and like nobody if um, luckily was injured or killed that day but it's like it happens and I'm just my the whole point of that is like we're having some really uh, warm weather early December not that common but every year I find that I'm saying like this is a really weird snow year this is a really weird winter or this is a really strange spring like every for the last 10 years I feel like I've said that every year you know there's no consistency anymore you know um I was also thinking this the other day like for the last few nights we've had a couple like big big snow dumps and um and I'm like wow this is crazy but Back in, like, the early 1900s, sometimes, like, there'd be, like, seven feet of snow would fall in one day. And you've seen photos of people's cabins or their houses where <laughs> the snow is above their house. And, like, they had to tunnel out of their front door to get to, like, the top. That was not uncommon. Um... It doesn't happen anymore. And it, when it does, the odd time it'll snow like three or four feet overnight. Um, it's like, whoa, but then it's no different than how it was back in the day. And those people had far less technology or like, to be honest, they were a lot more capable <laughs> back then than we are now. So it's so mind boggling when it's like you think about the good old days when people were able to just, but they were also a lot more resourceful and not dependent on electronics or things. So there's that to keep in mind as well. <laughs> um, we're just getting weaker and weaker and weaker as we become a more of an advanced civilization, but advanced in certain ways, but kind of we're going backwards in a lot of other ways. If you know what I mean. Um, well, I am throwing like a small Christmas party coming up. I keep forgetting. They're getting more manageable because they're getting softer. That would be an annoying thing actually about adding these. Those sprinkles, the sugar pearls to this cocktail. I feel like most people are going to be spitting them back in. So sugar pearls, no. <laughs> I actually thought that I saw a bag of marshmallows in my pantry. I was like, oh, I'll just cut those into like tiny pieces. It wasn't a bag of marshmallows. It was a bag of like icing sugar that looked like marshmallows. So I was like, oh, that's not going to work. Um, but I think that you might want the snow to be... So what would work is like shredded coconut. That would work. I wouldn't say that coconut is the best texture in a cocktail. If you were to sip a piece up and drink it down, you know what I mean? Like coconut kind of has this like rough texture to it. <laughs> and maybe when it's wet, like kind of not the best to chew. Um, if you have another suggestion, because I was thinking coconut, shredded, 
you can get kind of like a smaller shred. <laughs> um, but what would work as snow in a cocktail that's not going to be shocking to where you're going to want to spit it out or like almost drinkable? You know what? Do you guys remember? Was it called Orbs? And it was a drink that came out. I think it was at 7-Eleven or wherever. And it had floating little bits in it. And it was almost like Orbeez. <laughs> Orbs, Orbeez. Um, so I could be wrong about the name. But it was like the most futuristic thing. It was like there's floating, almost like chia seeds or something in these drinks. Because it would, maybe it was chia seeds. Because chia seeds, if you've ever soaked them in water, they have, they develop this like jelly force field around each seed so that it actually like will sit stagnant in water. It's not going to float to the top or sink to the bottom. So, oh, actually chia seeds. And in fact, I think I can get white chia seeds. Can I get white chia seeds? Why do I think that I can get white ones? There's black ones. Let me just see. White chia seeds. Me just pretending like I'm hosting all these parties where I have to do these like crazy cocktails. <laughs> yes, there are white versus black chia seeds. What's the difference? Woodland Farms. White chia seeds. But I feel like they're maybe a bit more beige. <laughs> they're not like they're not like white white. But that would be fun. That is the solution because you can drink them comfortably. They have health benefits. And I feel like you'd only need like a quarter of a teaspoon in because they kind of puff up and it would look a bit like a snow globe and they sort of float. Okay. Somehow, maybe some of you were thinking this as I was speaking and then from the future, just put the information into my brain. <laughs> Um, let me try this. If I can find white chia seeds, if, if not, I could also do kind of like an evening sexy cocktail that's clear that has these floaters in it that kind of would reminisce like ash falling. <laughs> so sick. Forest fires in the summertime, like a red drink with like chia seeds. <laughs> Sorry, that's just my brain. Um, anyway. Um, I'm going to try, I can find them on Amazon. It's just a matter of waiting, but I only have a couple cocktails left before December's over. But then January will be all like new year theme, gold, champagne, probably every cocktail will be like a champagne inspired cocktail. Um, which is funny because I, there are so many different ways to I like, I took, I saw this, oh yeah, it was a champagne cocktail, mimosa, but they added this shimmer dust in with the champagne and something about the bubbles and you know how like champagne bubbles are constantly moving? The, the shimmer dust in the champagne made such an impact because it's constantly moving. So like if I were to add, like leave my drink down for like three minutes, the brilliance of like the shimmer dust disappears unless you like stir it up but the champagne bubbles are always going like there's there's like little chimneys all throughout the bottom of the glass <laughs> that make the shimmer dust move constantly so it's beautiful um and anyway not not to say that that's just my whole plan but the whole I'm just sometimes when one idea comes the rest come and I feel like I'm just going to segue into this other thing that I wanted to talk about, which is I've been taking a plethora of vitamins and minerals. So I'm going to suggest to you, excuse me, I don't, I'm not preachy on this channel. I don't really get into politics or anything like, and, and this isn't necessarily doing that, but... I listened to a podcast the other day. I will link it down below in the description box. I'm not sure if you know who Whitney Cummings is. She's a female comedian, but she's one of the top female comedians in the world. She has her own podcast called The Good For You Podcast. 
and she interviewed a guy called Kashif Khan. So ironically, I saw this um, podcast, like not the podcast, but I saw the the thumbnail for, because I watch it on, I watch Whitney on um, YouTube. I don't listen to it. So I saw the, the, the thumbnail and it's her and this guy. And I thought he was a comedian, right? So I was like, I don't recognize him. I don't know him. Wasn't really interested. So I'd kind of skimmed over that podcast. And then I randomly saw a clip. So it's all, I'm sure it's all tied in of him talking about something. And it was, he was talking about DNA and how there was something he said, your, your DNA or your genetics don't define your future or whatever, something similar to that. And then I recognized his face that it was same. So I realized that he wasn't, he's not a comedian. He's actually almost a scientist, but he, so, so I was like, oh, interesting. Cause Whitney like is usually interviewing other com comedians, actors, um, but not delving into like the whole science world. And because I really like Whitney, I thought, well, I, at least if he's super boring or whatever, I can like find some relief in what she's in her jokes and like stuff. So it's about a two hour podcast. Very, very, very informative, but also I had so many breakthrough moments and that sounds so cheesy, but like I had so many aha moments where I was like, holy shit, like that explains that. So um, I don't want to botch it by trying to explain exactly what he does or who he is. Um, another thing is I don't read. After watching this podcast interview with him and Whitney, I ordered his book and I actually ordered two copies. <laughs> Just in case I had to be like, hey, read this or give it to somebody that needs it. Um, so I'll try to sum it up the best way I can. So I don't want to get this confused with something like 23andMe or Ancestry, where you can unlock certain health. So so like I did 23andMe and 23andMe is more about like where you come from, the region you come from maybe certain characteristics that are part of your genetics. So for me personally, I am photosensitive to light. So I will sneeze when I see the sunlight, whereas other people don't, they can't relate. So I don't know if you've, you've ever, if you're somebody who sneezes when the sunlight hits your face, that's not for everybody. That's genetic. So I'm that person. My sister is not like that. And so it's like, it's all just kind of part of your genetics. So it's, it's interesting. I could have paid through 23andMe, I could have paid an extra $150 Canadian for my um, kind of genetic breakdown and maybe what I would, what I'm more predisposed to, um, you know, like essentially letting me know that you should avoid this as this because you're more prone to this. Maybe um, Alzheimer's is more predominant from the people like the region that I'm from so so it's kind of like I could have paid but I was like do I want to know like do I actually want to know what I'm more predisposed to like how will that change my life and it's kind of like immature to not do it in some ways because I'm like avoiding reality but if I, I do tend to get in my head about certain things, I don't, I wouldn't say I have like health anxiety at all. I don't, but I do feel like if I knew certain things that I was more predisposed to, it would change my life because I would avoid certain things and possibly unnecessarily. But this interview with Kashif Khan and this guy is a DNA specialist. I'm not sure exactly what his title is. He's not a doctor, but he started the DNA company and he has all of this information and very interesting, um, interesting information about how, for example, if I were to find out that I was more predisposed to Alzheimer's, for example, 
rather than just receiving that information and just going like having nothing to do with that information besides freak out, <laughs> the DNA company teaches you the steps you can take in your life to make it so Alzheimer's never actually even shows up in your system. It breaks down what systems are going wrong in your body to cause that to happen. Now, like I said, the, the, the quote from the book, and I should have it, is your DNA is not your destiny. Something similar to that, where essentially you, you might be predisposed to certain cancers, maybe certain mental illnesses, but if you break it down early enough, and even not early enough, there, he talks about reversing certain things because certain chemistries in your body could be off. Most of us do have that problem. Um, and there are steps you can take towards not just a greater future, but reversing certain damages maybe you've already done to your system. And uh, I'm doing, I feel like I'm like botching it a little bit, but I'm going to put the link for that podcast in the description box. It's two hours long. I don't have the attention span to listen to something that long. I get a little bit like antsy. So I probably broke it down into like four different watches. So like half an hour each. Um, watch that podcast. Whitney is, uh, like I said, she's a comedian. So be prepared for like a lot of like off color, like <laughs> interjections. I love her. So it doesn't bother me, but um, you have to love her. Um, I shouldn't say you have to love her, but you know. It's just, just see past that if you can. And then he talks about his book. Um, I got it on Amazon, super cheap. I think I got it for like $13. Uh, I got two for $13, I should say. I should say. Um, but it's just a whole new way to look at your future, no matter how old you are. So I got into this topic by, by bringing up supplements and uh, there's a section in the podcast where Kashif talks about what supplements he takes. And uh, he also talks, like he tells a story about his niece, which is like a breakthrough thing um, that a lot of you can relate to if you hear him tell the story. Um, and so he talks about the supplements that he takes. And I was like, ordered right now. Like I, I ordered everything. Um and I guess for me, I'm not, I don't feel unhealthy. I don't feel like I'm missing something. I do feel as I get older, I guess I notice more things about myself and not just physical. Like I was going through some like old Christmas ornaments, like a family member was like, go through it. And I was like, pulling out ornaments from the 70s. It was amazing. Like really, really, really great stuff that you would have to pay a shit ton of money on eBay for. And so it's on there on my knees, just kind of like sitting on my knees and like sitting on the heels of my feet basically <laughs> for so long. And I was like, not even thinking about it. I was comfortable at the time. I tried to stand up and I was like, my left ankle, which has been a problem for me for like almost a year now, whatever the hell happened. And my knees, my joints, I was like, God damn, like that's not that's the first time I've noticed um, being elderly. <laughs> not elderly, but, but I think like no matter what, as you get older, you're just going to not bounce up the way that you always did. And then I thought to myself, what if there's a way... To maintain, like, what if that is just inflammation from a certain something you have in your diet? And what's fascinating about, like, so so with the uh, DNA company, and not saying that this is what they require you to do at all, but they do offer a DNA analysis and a full breakdown of hormone. So, like, like hormones are a huge thing, and hormones affect every part of your life. And like, I've never really been a huge hormonal person. Like if I've, if it's that time of the month, I'm never 
like murderous and crazy. Like I hear stories from my friends. They just like can't stand anything when they're hormonal, like from before they have their period or whatever. But for me, I'm like, there actually are little telltale things that I have that I've now learned after turning a certain age where I'm like, yeah, maybe that's actually because of this or... But if you can, essentially, if you can make your your cruise through life as gentle and flowy as possible, that's what you should do, you know? And a lot of times, like, people self-medicate, they drink too much, they they turn to, like, weed or they go on medication or whatever. Sometimes it's just because you don't feel right. There's something not right. You don't feel good. You're trying to fix something. You're trying to... And a lot of times you, you blame yourself. It's like, oh, I shouldn't eat this or whatever. But sometimes it's not that. Like sometimes it's deeper than that. And you you could get some pretty decent answers. Um, and it's not just like a blind analysis where you receive like, oh, here it is. Like like 23andMe and like you're more predisposed to this or whatever. This is not that. It's like you receive this information and a pathway to fix it. Now, I've not done the DNA analysis. For me, I'm still, I want to read the book first. <laughs> I want to make sure that I'm fully aware of what everything means and how to read it. And and then I'll go through with it. I'm definitely going to do it. And it's not necessarily like a doomsday reading where you're going to receive something that's like, hmm, you're screwed. <laughs> you are 99% uh, likely to develop this or this. No, it's not like that. Um, I just find that like the majority of us that will do this DNA test already know there's something not quite right. I don't necessarily have diseases or mental illness or like that run in my family where I'm terrified of something, you know, specific. Um, and I feel like if, if the information is given to me and I can understand it, it's not just like you drop a bomb and then walk away. It's like the doctor telling you, yeah, you have cancer. Okay. See you next week. And then you're just sitting in the doctor's room. Like, uh, that's, that's my worst fear. That's almost like with a 23 and me, it's the fear of that. It's like, Okay, you are more, you're people from your region, because I'm I'm 100% European. I have like some Scandinavian, French, Irish, all this like, but mostly Dutch, German. People from your region are more like, like, like don't tell me that. What I want to know is what I actually have going on potentially and what, what I can do to fix it. And anyway... <laughs> I'm like off on this like crazy tangent, but the reality is, is that if you are afraid of like my biggest fear is not cancer, like for my future is not cancer. It's, it's mental illness. It's like, there's, there's this meme. It's kind of like, not a meme, but like a, like some sort of real or Instagram TikToker whatever <laughs> basically it says it's giving you a scenario and it goes checking on google about alzheimer's symptoms but when you go to google all of the links are purple meaning you've already gone to all those links before but you don't remember doing it so the biggest thing for me like if you're diagnosed with cancer and you have a comprehension of it and you're like, okay, you're going to do your best to make it through. You're going to change things. You're going to make sure that, you know. But if you are going through like Alzheimer's, dementia, that kind of thing, that scares me the most. Because when you don't have your head on straight and you can't, you don't remember things, you don't remember people, like that's, that's the scariest thing. I would far rather take and this is like controversial and I probably shouldn't even say it, but I would rat far rather take like a cancer diagnosis where I have my head on and I understand what's going on than 
to slowly decline because of mental illness, where I don't understand what's going on. I, the people around me are suffering because they're trying to, you know what I mean? Like, it's such a thing. And I'm neither one is ideal and neither one is like, would I would ever choose either one. But when you don't have your head, if you can't think straight, like I've been to a couple of senior citizen homes. In fact, in high school, I volunteered. Uh, I had to do some volunteer work for credits. And so my friend and I, Ernesto, <laughs> kind of like an ex-boyfriend, but not. We were really best friends. We tried, to, we made out once and then we were like, nope, we're, we're not for each other. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's where I'm getting off on a tangent. But we volunteered together at, I think it was Martha's house in Lethbridge. And um, anyway, I specifically requested to not be put into the dementia, dementia ward. From the time I was little, I've always had a really soft spot for seniors and would cry when I would see elderly people. <laughs> Even if they were just living their best life, walking down the street. To me, I would see an elderly person and I would have like this like feeling of empathy or something would come out of me where I would just cry because I thought that maybe they were sad or lonely. So ridiculous. And I remember being, <laughs> being in Sylvan Lake, Alberta with my mom, my brother, my sister we were there. We would go there every summer for like a week. And uh, there was an old man going through the garbage and literally he was just going through he was dressed fine he was probably dressed a bit like my opa khaki pants tucked in shirt belt probably like a little paperboy hat and uh was going through the garbage in my mind i thought that he was homeless he was sad he was cold he was hungry i felt like he was all those things <laughs> and uh, i started to cry and my mom said to me hey He's probably just old school. He just can't stand the fact that somebody's throwing away a can or two and he can make an extra dime or nickel or a quarter that day. Because when you come from the old times in the old country, it's hard to get over the fact that a nickel is only five cents. To them, they could still go buy and like, they can go buy some candy or they can buy a jug of milk. I don't know. <laughs> so she kind of put it in a different perspective for me. She was like, hey. He's probably just perfectly happy and fine. And he's going to go home to a cooked meal with his wife and his grandkids might be there. And like, you know, like in my head, though, it was just the worst thing. <laughs> I was like just devastated by this. But how did I get off on this tangent? <laughs> what was I talking about specifically? I was kind of getting into Alzheimer's, like like mental illness and all that good stuff I can't remember blame it on the dead Christmas tree cocktail <laughs> look at it now and in fact the rosemary sprigs petals are um, still stuck in the ice oh god I'm gonna show you every time I feel like <laughs> Anybody who drinks this cocktail and has these little snowflakes on the bottom, or sorry, the snow pearls or sugar pearls, will be like, oh my god, look. Oh my goodness. I have to pee so bad that I'm going to go pee and come back. I'm back. Have you ever wondered if it's appropriate or not to gift somebody a sex toy because I have a couple sex toys that are mind-blowing but I don't really have that kind of relationship with most of my friends or my family family's pushing it <laughs> but I'm wondering if I guess if there's a conversation had about it and they're like, let me know what that is. Like, I want to try it. Then that would be appropriate. But I'm like, what if you just like 
surprise somebody out of the blue with it. <laughs> because I have a couple friends, like a couple girlfriends where I'm like, you guys would love this, but I haven't really, it's not that I'm embarrassed to bring it up, but I just haven't brought it up in conversation. And maybe I was meaning to at some point, but it just, you know, like there's no segue into that conversation. But how weird would it be if I was like, they open it up. I'm like, yep, you're going to thank me later. <laughs> how weird would that text be? Thank you so much for the gift. Like, uh, what happened? <laughs> Anyway, well, <laughs> that concludes episode 115 of Kitty Liquor. That's L-I-Q-U-O-R. Don't get it twisted. Um, and don't be too disappointed by my cocktail. You can do it better. I almost feel like I might have opened the freezer when I was trying to freeze it. And then it just like, because I, I don't know how it happened. All I know is that the intention was right. Um, and I'm going to put the recipe for this cocktail too. The dead Christmas tree. <laughs> it doesn't have to be called that, by the way. It could be like Christmas cheer or like, you know, something to do with a live Christmas tree. <laughs> um, but this is re really, really, really good. So highly recommend. I'm also going to put the interview with Kashif Khan um the podcast down below as well as maybe a link to his book i don't think you'll need it after listening to the podcast but maybe some of you just want to order his book anyway so i'll put that in there as well um and that's it <laughs> please like this video if you're watching it on youtube if you're not watching this on youtube i recommend it if you're listening on insta or instagram if you're listening to this podcast uh there is a video version so you can see me in the flesh and all my crazy outfits and my crazy cocktails um like this video subscribe kitty liquor podcast with cat wonders is still a new channel so um subscribing would be awesome and stay tuned i'll be back with another podcast soon and subscribe to my main channel i've got a very tiny excuse me bikini try on happening uh, that's coming up. So not that you're interested, but just to let you know. So subscribe to that channel too. Um, thank you all so, so much for watching and I'll see you all in my next video. Bye.